Thanks for tuning in. This is Bite-Sized Agency Briefs. I'm your host, Steve Guberman from Agency Outsight, where I coach agency owners to build the agency of their dreams. I'm super pumped to be able to talk to Brandon Wettstein from Innate Create today. Brandon, thanks for joining me. How are you? I'm great, Steve. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Yes. Uh, So I didn't bring my Legos. They're in a bin on the other corner of the room. But why is that relevant? Talk about what you do and why Legos matter. Well, I mean, I think step one, Steve, <laughs> is your Lego should always be within within, within arm's, arm's reach, reach yeah. uh, as I have them <laughs> all the time. You never know when yeah. you're going to need them. Uh, no, but it's it's relevant because what I do is uh, I actually help teams communicate and think better. And I do this through utilizing Lego bricks. Hmm. Uh, there's a method that I didn't invent. It's called Lego Serious Play. It was made back in the 90s when the chairman wanted to inject creativity and imagination into strategy. Uh, right. Sounds pretty straightforward. Uh, and, and if we were having this conversation in 2004, or 2005, you could actually pay Lego to come in and teach your company how to do this. Now, to be honest, Lego has been quite successful in, in the rest of their business. So I think consulting is not a focus of theirs. Right. Uh, so they released this process uh, to be open source in 2010. And anyone can actually go get certified to to do it. And I did so about four years ago. And and I fell in love, Steve. Mm. It's it's if you could have like a magic pill that uh, everyone took and suddenly became more creative, more imaginative, they they talked more succinctly, they listened better, uh, it, it would be called Lego Serious Play. And so that's what I bring to organizations. So combined between my brother and I, we have probably spent thousands of hours on the living room floor of our parents' home playing with Legos. Does that make us certified or certifiable or anything there like that? Well, maybe, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe certifiable. Yeah. Uh, it, but you know, a little bit different. What it does is, is like most folks out there, I'd probably say 85 to 95% of the people that I've interacted with, it means you have a relationship already, right. Yeah. With the Lego brick. And, and one of the things that's beautiful about this is when I start a, a workshop or a team building or whatever it is we're working on, there's kind of this element of anticipation, Right. And, and one of my favorite parts about a workshop is everyone starts with their own bag of Lego bricks and it's, it's a specialized bag. It's a kit that's actually made for what we call story building. Okay. And one of my favorite things to do is watch people and, and see how many actually will open the bag before being told they can. Cause you can tell, right. They're just, they're, they're in that space where they remember, right. Yeah. Either as a kid, they played with Legos or they play with their Legos currently with their kids. Yeah. And there's something about that, that touching of the pieces and the connecting of the pieces that just transports you to a different type of space. Yeah. And, and so, although they're not certified in the method, you know how to build. And, and even if someone doesn't know how to build with Lego, mm-hmm. we, we, we break them in very easily, right? It's, we all, as you, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot, right? The bricks connect pretty easily. And, and then what we do is we teach them how to utilize metaphor to create stories out of their Lego bricks. And it takes a couple of exercises to get the hang of this, but everyone gets it pretty quickly. The, the main aspect, the main rule, more than anything, is that the builder can't be wrong. Uh, mm. As long as they answer the question, uh, there's a question that's posed by the facilitator, me, and everyone builds their answer out of Lego bricks using, yeah, metaphor. So what that really means is the models that are built, they look like nothing. Right. They look like just some weird contraption. It doesn't look like a house or an item or an object of any kind. Uh, but there's meaning embedded in those pieces. And and so when we start with some simple questions to help people understand metaphor, where we get into the guts, things like, what's your identity? Right. Steve, if I were to ask you to build your identity out of Legos, uh, you might your jaw might drop. Uh, yeah. And you might want to want to freeze, especially if I only gave you five minutes to do so. Uh, but what ends up happening is 
people are transported to a whole nother space, right? Their mind becomes all about how do I build this idea, this thought, this opinion out of Lego bricks so that, you know, I can utilize physicality to help explain the story. How do I do it? So I'm creative. Uh, there's a level of pride and people get, you know, really into it. Uh, but again, there's just enough time so that people can get it done, but they can't sit there all day and think about it. What's not happening is while you're building, you don't have time to look across the table and see what everyone else is building because it doesn't make any sense to you and it won't make any sense until they explain their answer. But it also means you can't worry about groupthink. You can't pile on to anyone else. Mm -hmm. And you can't kind of have that next comment, that next statement. Like think if we're having a conversation on a similar topic, right? We always sort of have that next statement sort of preloaded. We know what's coming. We know what we want to say. With the whole Lego process, you sit you build, and then everyone takes a moment to share their answer. So we go back to identity, right? Talking about your identity, your team identity, your organizational identity. Who are you? What do you believe in? What's your purpose? What are you great at? Uh, you get everyone's nuanced opinion because you have no idea, right? You're, you build and then you share, but then you listen intently with curiosity and wonder because I have no idea what Steve across the table from me built until you tell me what it means. It creates a playful experience with yeah. a lot of honesty and a lot of succinct communication. So, so no matter the environment, whether it's corporate, a creative space, small company, big company, whatever, um, people are almost forced into finding what creativity means to them and whether it's bringing them back to childhood play. I can't imagine there's a human alive that doesn't have Lego condition or experience. So, Maybe there are. I don't know. Um, There's a couple, but yeah, not many. They're not in many. Anti Antarctica or something weird like that. But yeah, certainly not from around <laughs> here. Um, and and so they get to bring their own perspective to this weird looking shape. And I use the weird in a positive way, not in a negative way. Shape of things I just clicked together represents me or whatever the other prompts are. And then my perspective gets to explain it to others so they can kind of see how my brain works and what I, what I'm thinking and feeling. So it's it's very much an emotionally driven workshop that you're doing. Yeah, it's emotionally it's both. It's emotional and factual. Uh it really depends on the question too. Okay. Uh, but one of the cool things that happens is about or somewhere around uh 70 to 80% of the neurons in our brain are actually connected to our hands. And so when we're having a conversation just vocally, a lot of times we're, we're mainly accessing the prefrontal cortex. Whereas when we introduce our hands in this tactile building phase, you're actually hitting all the portions of your brain or many, many more portions of your brain. Uh, so you are getting more emotion, more things that are peeled into it. However, at the same time, while the emotion is there and it's pulling up more of your insights, more of your knowledge from your subconscious while you're building and those ideas are coming together, when you share, there's actually less emotion hmm. because it's being externalized. It's outside of you. So I know, uh, I think back to, uh, I think many folks, since you know, you're in the design or marketing kind of space, right? Design thinking being a great thing where you make uh, prototypes, right? You want to prototype something mm -hmm. quickly, get, a, get an idea. The, the quicker you can externalize an idea or thought is the quicker you get it separated from some of the the, the ownership sure. over it, right? The, I, I like, this is my baby, right? Don't, but no, okay. Once I make a prototype yep. and I play a test a little bit, it's not as tied to me. Same thing is true. And this is actually used for therapy with the same method is by externalizing. We, the emotions are there when we build it, but it also gets pushed away a little bit so we can talk about it easier. So think of, you know, looking at building out strategy for the year or uh, what does the definition of success for our organization look like? 
suddenly those those elephants in the room, those things that are tough to talk about, they come out actually a lot more and people are more willing to talk about them because once it's in Lego form, it's playful. Wow. It is just a toy, right? I can I can pull it apart and I can rebuild it, yeah. right? I, but I can also see it in three dimensions and it, it becomes a lot less threatening. Wow. So it's it's weirdly both more and less emotional. It's a really good question. Yeah. That's interesting because so so by taking it, putting it into the physical form, taking it outside of their insides or outside of their voice or heart or whatever, it's not as emotional. What's the what's the do you see the visible visible change in somebody that might come into one of these workshops and is, you know, not I'm not creative. I'm the accountant in the building or, you know, whatever that thing is. And you see them kind of break that down and kind of open up and become playful and vulnerable and whatever like do you see that yes absolutely all the time and and that's why there's a the beginning of these workshops is the most important part of it don't get me wrong the the journey like crafting what are the questions what should people answer what is the order of those questions that's definitely whatever the objective is that art is is absolutely necessary but those beginning first few builds it's it's all about getting people in a flow state right and that flow state is being right in that perfect space in between anxiety and boredom it can't be like so easy like this is just stupid i don't know why i'm here versus like this is way too hard i don't know i can't build my thoughts out of lego which is why my job right as as facilitator designer is to say like there's no wrong answer. There's absolutely no wrong answer. There's no wrong answer. And the first builds are always just getting everyone confident and comfortable with building Lego, confident and comfortable with utilizing metaphor. And even like, you know, that first question or so building with metaphor, it's really just get, getting everyone comfortable so that when we get to the meat, when we get to the things where we really need the nuanced insights from everyone around the table, they've got it, right? They're, that confidence is there. And what's funny is it grows because the teams, is, most teams I've done this with too, they're helping each other a lot, mm-hmm. and, you know, especially when you're sitting around the table with eight people. And that's usually about the right number. You kind of want groups of, of eight-ish or so, give or take a few. Um, but they'll see someone who maybe is a little bit more reserved, is a little less creative, and they'll see the model that they built. And they'll be like, oh, my gosh, that's that's really creative and that's really interesting. And you kind of see people sort of pump each other up on this on this, this scale because there is tr- truly a lot of wonder and curiosity because, again, you have no idea what someone built. And then you can say, oh, they, you know, tilted their their minifigure upside down to show that, you know, they feel like they're hanging from their feet right now or whatever it might be. And mm-hmm. I feel like every workshop I go to, I see this coming out of so many different people that it's there's like a level of it's not it's like permission right yeah. it's like not only are you given permission but you're given tools to just build something and and be what it can be whatever you want it to be right and the judgment is just it's not there i think it's fascinating um i, I guess is it a silly assumption that you can only do them in person or can you do them for remote teams also oh absolutely okay. yes i i try to keep the remote teams more towards individual type builds where because uh, once we're in person there's a level where you can start building shared models gotcha beautiful yep. uh you think about buy-in right things that are like vision of success or what is the identity uh, identity of our team culture um uh, prioritization is a really fun one to do in person too right you get 20 things on a table and you start shifting them based on priority and cost and impact hmm. uh, but when you're virtual all you can do is build by yourself which sounds limiting but when it comes from a team building perspective uh, I think what, what's really being hit here is it's a combination of uh, connection and time, right? Imagine like a two by two grid, the upper right hand corner is being able to get a lot of connection in very little time. Mm-hmm. And and part of that reason is because that metaphor going back to when you're sharing your model and your metaphor, it actually takes about 10 to 15% of the language it would normally take to talk. 
So if I might, one of my very common mm -hmm. questions in a team building is uh, build a model that tells a story of who you are outside of work. And it's a very simple frame up, right? You can, you can answer it however you want, right? right. Maybe into you know, gardening, cooking, whatever, right? Your family, it's up to you. And some people put three things. Some people put five, some people put two. But what happens is it only takes people about a minute to share their model. And that's such a compressed period of time. And the model holds so much of the language that there's a lot less need for talking. And so if I were to actually put data around it, then you start saying, okay, well, if I have let's say, you know, 40 people doing a team building, and we're breaking out maybe like five groups of eight, but suddenly each question now reveals eight insights. And if you can get through five or six questions in like a 90 minute period, right? Mm -hmm. So each group is what? So that's eight, eight insights per question. That's 64 insights per group of eight. Now you've got five groups. We're up to 300 insights in 90 minutes. That's a lot, yeah. right? It's a lot of information. Uh, but it's also giving people permission to talk about themselves, which is kind of weird, right? It's, it's hard to those, those team building, those connection point things, Lego is a vehicle that allows and gives permission to do so in a very truncated way. Yeah. But it's not just, you're not just giving somebody a pile of Legos, the prompts and the way that you guide them. And you said you want to bring them, you know, at this certain flow state. If you just sent me a box of Legos, I'm just going to play. Maybe I'll watch in a movie at the same time. Maybe I'm, you know what I mean? So it's totally different than that. Um, so, so the yes. structure to the workshop is essential, but have you used it for things like, have you been brought in to use it for things like, brand uh, discoveries or product discoveries or, you know, things like that as well? You know, I haven't yet. And okay. I'm really excited to play because really what this does at the end of the day is it's about gaining insights from a group of people. Right. And whatever that group of people might be, it could be a group of consumers. It could be a group of people sitting on different sides of the table, right? Like you said, an agency and a client group, but really getting at those nuanced insights because they think, and for me, this is where my love comes from for this whole process is my, my background was in corporate retail for 20 years. And mm -hmm. I can tell you one thing was consistent in the variety of jobs I worked for and all of my like fortune 100 companies is there were brilliant people in a room. And yet somehow there was always that required meeting after the meeting, yep. right? You always needed the side conversation after the meeting. And that's not because people are dumb, right? Or the meeting wasn't necessarily not run right. It's there's so many communication and connection points going on. Whereas this methodology allows, we go back to that, everyone, so you think of like, what's a vision of good? What is what is your vision for this brand, right? What is your vision of good looks like for this brand mm -hmm. at the end of the day? What do you believe are the key strong points of your brand? And suddenly you can get eight, 10, 12 people in a group and that nuanced opinion, even though they might be slightly different, maybe it's 80% similar, it's that 20% nuance that you wanna yeah. really unlock, right? What are those pieces that are missing? Uh, right, combining into a shared build of let's all put our individual builds together of shared vision of, of brand success and say, here's what right all of these pieces together looks like. Well, what's going to threaten our brand? What are what are the things that are going to impact us that we need to be aware of? So th that's this is where the key and the art of the right questions come in. What is the right pathing to say, you know, where are we now? Where do we want to be? What's going to impact us? What are we going to do about that? What do we need to look out for? Uh, and then this is kind of like that next step action plan at the end. So it's a, it is kind of a cool theory in the fact that it's, it's a communication platform that can be really utilized anywhere that nuanced opinion is needed. So are you the one pulling out and like distilling it into that post event report or whatever you want to call it that says, here's what we heard, here's some things you should, you know, look into, or like, what, what is the outcome of one of these workshops other than it's a really fun day and you probably won't have that again in corporate America for a long time or something. Right, right. 
you know, it really depends. Each workshop is different, which is why most of my workshop approaches is, is I have a group of 15 or so kind of pre-built where everything's like 80% built. Okay. What I've found is everyone wants something moderately built, but they want to tweak and say, here's the customizations I want. These are the pathing. So then I'll work through with whoever my stakeholder is like, well, these are the key questions mm -hmm. and these are the key capture points of, you know what, we want to use this part of the journey to get to X. And this might be like, hey, these are the key levers of our brand of identification. And it may not be, be me capturing. Sometimes I might ask, I may have uh, someone facilitating with me that may be in charge of capturing. Sometimes it might be someone on right the stakeholders team that's like okay yeah you're going to capture these pieces um a lot of times it's usually like that build all the way up to the end and it may be something as simple as simple guiding principles or these are the five things we need to look out for uh but the journey right is really the important factor to get to that space and i think that journey is just like a customer journey right mm -hmm. it's you you come in you look at you know, where you are now, where you want to be, what's going to get in the way, what maybe what an inverse might look like. There's all sorts of kind of fun games you can play with that to get people's minds. Again, you want them in a separate space outside of the day to day outside of the I need to answer five emails. Uh, it's about transporting them to a new location to a new mindset, new mind space to yeah, really get into where their mind is and all of their key thoughts that need to come to the table. Yeah, I think it's it's, it's freeing up their perspective to speak more freely um, without even knowing that they're doing that because the, the Legos, the toys or whatever are kind of translating for them. And like you said, it uses, what do you say? 15 to 20% less words by using kind of metaphorical divine design. Um, one of the biggest challenges that I've heard in, in the agency space, at least over the past couple of years, thanks to COVID is culture, you know, whether agencies have since gone remote or were remote and people's lives are just kind of in upheaval. Are you using this for kind of culture drive, uh, not culture drive, but you know, culture building exercises um, for in-person or remote Absolutely. teams? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Both. Both. Yeah. And that's, and I, this is, and it's one of the first workshops that I, I started working on uh, that I started doing. And it's probably one of the most popular ones because when culture is such an interesting thing, because it's both intentional and unintentional, right? I, I think sure. I read, uh, I'm trying to remember which book I read where it says a company doesn't have a culture, they are a culture. Yeah. And so you have the intended, you have the words on the wall, but then you also have the stuff that happens and that's all part of your culture, like it or not. Yeah. And, and then, so what usually most of the time is it's defining, right? And whether it is, you know, wherever, wherever we are, however we got here, we're at this point right now. And we've made a decision as an organization of, we want to impact our culture for good. And mm -hmm. a lot of times that might mean we need everyone to have a voice in what this means, what mm -hmm. it means to them, what it should look like, um, and how this comes to life. One of my favorite workshops I did uh, last year was for a company that was planning on doubling in size in the year. And they had wow. they had all of their values outlined. They weren't like perfect. And they even said, like, we're still working on like really, they really wanted to define them a little tighter. But like, we have the gist, like, here's roughly the the outline. And so we took eight different groups and each group had their own uh, value assigned to them. And then mm -hmm. each group was comprised of people from various departments and they would build models that would talk about how, what the value, that specific value meant to them. And then they would build models that would talk about how that value came to life for them. And then each group would take their individual models and they would meld them a little negotiation, a mm -hmm. little play, uh, to one singular team model. That's it. And that team model wow. is translated into a story based on the elements. This is how this comes to life for us. And so with that group, there were, I want to say seven values and each value had a singular model with a story that was brought together by everyone in the organization. And so in that organization kept 
all seven of those models. I have to check back with them because they said they were going to get plastic cases, but they still have them. Yeah. Uh, and they have the stories that were built around them, right? So it was kind of this mm. key point of like, this is who we are. And they want to make sure they didn't deviate from that as they doubled in size. And so they had these these artifacts and these stories that were built by the whole company to, to show that and to amplify yeah. how important that was to them. So they came into it thinking, all right, we're going to build the, you know, we're coming into doing, doing a, a, a team building exercise. We're coming out of it with this unknown. We didn't even expect this, but now we've got these stories based on these models that people from various departments work together on that those people might not have ever worked together on anything in their entire careers before, but now because of this, they've all intermingled and the, and the outcomes are far beyond what they ever expected. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And it's, and it plays into like this, I, I like to reference back because part of Lego serious play is it is, it is, it's a communication methodology and it is, it's work. It is work. Mm -hmm. and, and I do love, and this is also why I love what I do because it comes in and it feels like play and it is play, but it's still work at the end of the day, right? You're sure. still talking about challenges at work, where you're headed, what's going to get in the way, but it feels so playful. And there's a book out there called play by uh, Dr. Stuart Brown, I believe. I thought and you were going to say by Dr. Seuss, but okay. I wish it would be a much, <laughs> much more fun read. This was a little more, a little more academic, uh, but a little more backed in science, I think, than, than maybe Dr. Seuss. But one of the coolest uh, aspects of play is there is a diminished consciousness of self, right? Mm. Meaning this, this thought of who we are and how we look in the space and how we're viewed is pulled back, right? Mm. And, and I don't want to, I'd love to say it's completely eliminated in these workshops. I highly, anytime you're in a work environment, there's always going to be a little consciousness of self. Sure. But I do believe it is greatly greatly reduced and I think eliminated for some people because there's all of you know group dynamics this is the this is the thing that we're fighting right we're yep. fighting hierarchy we're fighting ego fear uh right the extrovert that dominates the conversation and the introvert that you know what I'm just going to check out of this one yep. uh you, you need all those voices at the table you know maybe you don't feel like you have enough domain expertise in whatever topic is at hand this just gets rid of that and when you're playing you're bringing your true self forward there's a uh, there's a quote by I, I want to say it was Plato that says um, you can learn more about a person in an hour of play than a, a, a lifetime of conversation. And, and it's because when you play with someone, they think about when you played either sports or cards or games or anything, there's just this level of bringing your full self forward and it makes it a lot easier to connect and to work together. So mm -hmm. when these people are building, when these teams are building these models together, it's, it's a lot, it's rarely combative. I've never seen where someone's like, no, I want my piece to go in this. Like I, I've never <laughs> seen that, right? I should knock on wood. I'm sure I'm going to eventually, yeah. but, Report but they're back. all working together to build this, this model of like, hey, right? We've all done this. And then there's a level of pride. Like this is us, this is ours, this is our story. Uh, you know, as similar to, I believe it's called the Ikea effect. When we build something with our own hands, we yeah. tend to take more pride in it. Yep. Um, I, I've seen this come to life where people are very, very excited about the model that they've built together. I love it, man. It's super exciting. Um, I want to switch gears real quick before I do. I, I'm just, like I said, I'm blown away by what you're doing. And I think the impact that it has on teams and processes um, that would have otherwise been flow charts and God knows what else. And so uh, I, I love it just on all levels. Um, I'm going to switch gears last, you know, a couple of minutes. I like to do a quick, like rapid fire yeah. unrelated to what you do for a living. Um, what's a quick lesson that you pulled out of last year that you're bringing into this year? Oh, wow. I think um, rely on, rely on others mm. a lot. 
I think uh, as being an entrepreneur for and a solopreneur, honestly, for over three years now, uh, last year, I was very, 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 very blessed to meet a lot of wonderful people. Steve, I, you're definitely included in that list who have helped Likewise. point me in directions um, and just show me different ways to view things, to learn things. You know, there's there's so much out there to learn. Um, I, another quote, and I think I'm sure this is attributed. I'll have to find out who. But right as we as we our island of wisdom grows, so does our shoreline of ignorance. And I feel like that is so true. I'm like, I've done so many new things in the last few years. I'm like, oh, my gosh, tell me someone who knows more about this area or X or marketing or taxes. You're like, yeah, I can figure it out, but I'll sit here for weeks. I'm like, no, like really, yeah, right. Play to your strengths and then find help for the stuff that you're not good at as soon as you can. <laughs> Love it. What's business or otherwise related? What's a podcast or a show or uh, something that you're binging these days? Ooh, I really get into the knowledge project uh, with mm -hmm. uh, Shane Parrish. Okay. I think it's the knowledge project. Am I saying that right? Um, it's it's yeah they're they're very long they're very deep interviews but they're I find them extremely worthwhile and I normally don't like long form interview uh, I feel like because then the nuggets are so far apart but I feel like I'm constantly pausing and wa I walk and listen and I'm like taking notes all yeah. the time like I need to look this up I need to look this book up or this is a quote I need to get back to so I found pound for pound I feel like I get a lot of insights and a lot of ideas out of it awesome cool well Brandon thank you so much for your time I uh, hope you make time to play with your Legos today I'm sure you will. Hope other people do as well. Uh, again, thank you very much for joining me. Appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you, Steve. Thanks again for tuning in to Bite-Sized Agency Briefs. As always, if you found value in this episode, chances are someone else will too. So please share it with your network. Also, if you know someone with expert knowledge on a topic that agency owners would love, Drop me a note. Let's get them on. Finally, find someone to hug today.